This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to something approximating the Bad Christian Podcast. It's not exactly the Bad Christian Podcast. It's, in fact, the Daily Dose, the counterpart to the Bad Christian Podcast that occurs on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. You guys are used to getting just the Wednesday, but there's there's much more, and this is the kind of thing it is. So, like, if you hate the next 40 minutes of audio, never join the BC Club. If you halfway like the audio or love the audio or you just like getting pissed off about how much you don't like the audio, then you should join the BC Club. But not just for that. You should join the BC Club because there's a bunch of friends over there of yours that you haven't met yet, you doofus. They're your friends. You haven't met them yet because you haven't joined the BC Club yet. Anyway, this is what we're doing the rest of the days of the week. We're hanging out. Come join us. TheBCClub.com. This is The Daily Dose. Today's show is sponsored by Joybird. See how Joybird can help design your dream space. Get 25% off your first furniture order at joybird.com slash badchristian. And also, today's show is sponsored by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Because you got to try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ziprecruiter.com slash badchristian. Here we go. So you see, it's out of Okay, what's up, guys? Hey, hey, we've gotten some requests from clubbers. They want that song in its entirety. It shouldn't be a problem, but just nah, to throw we'll, that we'll up, get it on. up there. Oh no, yeah, for yeah, sure. we'll put it up there in Emory Land. So, join Emory Land. You can have it. Emory. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so the clubbers can't have it. Is yeah, that what you're saying? It. First of all, the clubbers can be in Emory Land and. You know, okay, I'll tell you what I'm thinking on all that anyway is I'm in this phase of trying to figure out how to make all the... My main phase right now is try to give everybody everything they want, which sounds stupid, but with the technology, that's always the angle. So again, join the Discord group if you like Discord. Join the Facebook group if you like that. There's a lot of people that use both, and they're just different. Uh, Marco Polo, Emery, I mean, all the things. It's, it's most important to connect people, let the information flow, let the relationships flow and build around it. So whatever way makes everybody the most happy is try to give them everything. So if you want to be, I would love it if more people from the BC Club would interact in the Emory uh, platform because I'm going to brag about the BC Club. We started the Emory Land Discord 
and am so spoiled by the depth of community that is in the BC Club that Emory Discord does not have it. It does not. It, I, I was like, oh, Emory's this big, long brand, and a lot of people already know each other and all these fans. It does not have the thing that the BC Club has yet. Yeah. So it, and maybe it needs a Facebook group also. Maybe it needs more people interacting. But of course, come interact as your normal selves over in Emory land, and that'll be healthy and divergent slightly. Just we're not talking about Christianity over there. But we can ha- in the same way, but whatever. Uh, I'd li- I mean, I don't want to merge the communities, but for sure, if you're in BC Club, you can come hang out in Emory's Discord, of course. But the only difference is we do hope you'll buy one thing from Emory per record cycle. That's, that's really all I'm asking. So, yeah, of I course, really, you can I mean, you guys know, you're good. You, you guys know how optimistic I am with things like this. I told y'all when y'all moved to Seattle, I said, you know what, one of these days... I think Emory is going to be mentioned. Like some people are going to, y'all remember me saying this too. I said, some people are going to say, yeah, you know, my favorite bands, Jimmy World, Pedro, Emory, and y'all both laughed at me. And sure enough, four years later, that's what people were saying. Yeah, my favorite bands, Emory, Jimmy World, and that sort of thing. So my prediction, However, honestly. Discount, you probably told everybody you ever met with a guitar or something <laughs> similar. It just happened to come true for us. <laughs> you told every worship leader. You're that's not true. Five years. I trust that's me. That's not oh, true. You, 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 trust I've me. got a big old middle <laughs> finger for you on yeah, that You one. also that use the word, true. y'all have the anointing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. Did I really? No, no. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if I said that. It wouldn't surprise But no, my prediction is that I really do think, you know, BC Club will change and evolve over time, get bigger, get smaller, whatever. But I actually think that it's, uh, it's kind of a, I think it's a lifelong sort of community. Like, I, I don't, I don't see it completely dissipating in any way shape or form i mean changing a lot for sure but anyway that's my little prediction does your furniture bring you joy my friends or are you missing a couch that just says and feels this is my home we all want a haven a place that feels uniquely you and joy bird empowers you to create the furniture and space that brings you joy Seriously, Joybird can get you your one-of-a-kind furniture crafted to your unique taste. We're talking anything. You want a sofa and aquatic blue or indigo, a love seat in the hottest red, bubblegum pink. Shoot, if you can dream it, Joybird can make it a reality. And they offer a range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery options so that your creations can stand the test of time. It's like these guys can do anything, man. Free personal design consultants to help nail down your perfect design. They're quality handcrafted furniture. Each Joybird piece is made by hand with care and precision using high quality stuff, man. Hardwood and responsibly sourced materials to fit your exact specification and limited lifetime warranty included. Take included take the party outside man they even got outside furniture beautiful selection of outdoor sofas lounge chairs tables and more so here's the deal there's a 365 day home trial skip the furniture store for crying out loud and bring the showroom home sit on it sleep on it break it in if you don't love your joy bird return for a full refund 
hassle-free in-home delivery. They'll even remove all the packing materials. This is a win-win, folks. Free returns within two weeks of delivery. So here's what we're asking you to do if you're interested in this product. See how Joybird can help you design your dream space. Find your joy today at joybird.com slash badchristian. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash badchristian. And if you do this by going to joybird.com slash badchristian, you receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code badchristian. Jump in on this while it lasts. Enjoy your one-of-a-kind custom-made furniture. I got to tell y'all a hilarious story. So my, um, my uncle is a retired plumber. Uh, retired. He he actually worked himself. So so basically, a little backdrop of my family. We're like uh, my mom's side of the family. We're very high functioning rednecks. So total rednecks, yeah. but like not not the type of rednecks where you sit. You know your your new TV on your old TV and keep your TVs out on your front porch and and like you know stereotypical sort of redneck like high functioning. Yeah. Um, my. <laughs> So I feel like I'm, I'm redneck. I, I so feel what, like so I'm knocking right. That means it's not white trash, <laughs> right? So my so my uncle, I mean, he literally built a plumbing business where, I mean, it was it was wreaking havoc on his mind. I mean, I think there were t- there were years where he was clearing well over uh, you know six figures. I mean, just killing it, and he just couldn't sustain it. And as he was getting older, like he he originally partnered up with his dad who who had passed away years prior, and so it was just not sustainable. He had some help, but he was like, man, I got to get out of this. So he ended up working at the College of Charleston. So just to give you a glimpse of what I mean by high-functioning redneck is um, there when my mama Jean, who's still alive but kind of dead, uh, basically, she was losing her mind, but she still kind of knew who we were. She had a boyfriend that we felt was kind of taking advantage of her. We wanted him to keep the hell away from Mama Jean because we didn't think it was a uh, it was a good, healthy relationship. So we felt like we needed to intervene, but we had no legal grounds at all to intervene because she wasn't in a nursing home. My uncle actually went to the College of Charleston HR department and sat down with an official meeting and said, will I lose my job if I punch someone in the face? <laughs> so that's the sort of high-functioning, you know, this this guy, you know, is making decent money, but his mind went towards, yeah, I, I need to punch this guy in the face, beat him up, the right send, way. send a message, <laughs> can I still have my yeah. job? <laughs> I think this is a warranted punch. I just want to clear it with HR first. I mean, it's clear it with this HR. is the right thing to do. I just want to do the official channels. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So he, he was, uh, he was responsible with a very stiff no, um, but my gosh, I, I I wish I could get into the whole story. But it, maybe maybe I will one time. It was a chaotic story where Joey Svensson was the glue that held everything together, and I'm like the the young guy, you know, I'm the nephew uh, that tried to keep peace. But anyway, the story is. I called my uncle and I said, "Look, we're having some plumbing problems. Priscilla is uh, taking in, in giant dumps, and we can't flush any of them." <laughs> <laughs> well, pre- you know, I'm pretty much managing the kids all on my own. I said, "I promise you, Uncle Larry, 
it would be completely worth it for me to pay you just some some money for you to come handle this because if I embark on this, I could probably do it, but it will take me forever. I don't enjoy it. I need to make supper for the kids. Like I, I would love for you to come over. <clears throat> and so he basically, uh, we, we work it out. And so he calls me, he says, Hey, I'm on the way, you know, remind me where you live again. You know, you're in Carolina Bay and everything. And so listen to how this dialogue went. He, uh, he has an iPhone and I said, okay, our address is, and I gave him my address. He said, don't give me the damn address. He said, tell me how to get to your damn house. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, what are you talking, I was like, what are you talking about? I just, he's, he's like, oh, and he literally talked down to me like I was one of these dumb kids. He said, oh, you just want me to punch in the address on my little app and just take oh. it there? He said, why don't you give me some instructions on how to, he was talking down. <laughs> Down to me like I was immature. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, what I didn't realize is because I've been in this age in the last 10 years of telling people my address and people being very easily able to get to my house, I didn't realize that the first, you know, I basically said, look, the first turn is the second turn off once you get into the neighborhood. And I told him the street name. I didn't realize that when you initially turn into that street, that's not the street that I lived on. It actually turned into that. But I never knew because I just told people my address. So anyway, he called me. He was pretty flustered. He was just like, damn it. He's just like, you know, that's not your, that, that wasn't the street name at all or, or anything like that. And so when he finally gets there, I'm just like, you know, whatever happened, you've got a map app, you've got an iPhone. Like, why don't you just go, you know, back to your, your flip phone if, if you're not going to take advantage of just simply typing in an address? Like, it was, it, it was seriously like a time warp that I was explaining to him instructions on how to get to my house. It was, it was a funny experience in itself. But anyway, I just had a conversation with a peer of mine, and uh, we were talking about technology and uh, what Toby, kind you know, of peer? He, Matt Chandler or like who are you talking to? <laughs> Osteen, no, but like what peer? A buddy of me and a buddy of me and uh, Toby's a guy named Ted, and uh, you know this guy has you know obviously the grass is always greener. He would love to move out and and have a farm and just sustain you know, his life, stay away from the news, stay away from social media and all that stuff. And, you know, he basically took the perspective of, he's just like, you know what? I just, I just don't care about technology. I don't care about keeping up with it. He said, I don't have any desire to to do any of that. And, and he said, I'm just totally fine with it. And so I know we've talked a lot about that on the podcast and, and Matt, you feel pretty strongly about, you know, keeping up with it. And obviously if you, you know, lag behind, you know, you're definitely going to face some, some consequences that, that aren't that good. But I started thinking, you know, Ted's not the only one that feels that way. And, and is there a place or is, is there a way to function in society successfully by just saying, you know what, I'm bowing out of all this stuff? Because he's not the only one. There's a lot of people. That, <laughs> no doubt about it. Let me jump I mean, in. I'm dying here. I'm dying to jump in and analyze this. But yes, you brought it up and, and pay, oh, do you have some, sorry, are you about to throw to me or you got more? I'm details? done, dude. Okay. okay, so you guys, uh, I'm, 
hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but you're all grown up now. You're not a kid. You're not just hanging out at the mall, mooching off your parents, trying to figure out life. You're in the real world. That means you have jobs. That means you got to look for jobs. And then for a lot of you who are doing well, it means you got to hire other people. Now, if you know anything from the time we grew up or even a decade ago or even just a few years ago, hiring is difficult, very hard, but very important. But the good news is, I mean, think about it. You had to do multiple job sites. There were stacks of resume, uh, confusing review process, just being organized. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. I bet you can guess. ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian, of course. Love these guys. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So as applications come in, ZipRecruiter will analyze each one and spotlight the top candidates so you'll never miss a great match. And ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on there get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And that is a big deal. Think about how much less anxiety you'd have if you had a qualified candidate mm, later today or first thing in the morning. Sounds good to me. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-A-D-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Mm-hmm. Um... So, first of all, it is worth, it is strongly worth pointing out his point of view and what is right about it. And there's no escaping the fact that you don't know how to tell somebody to get to your house. No, that's the thing is I did know how to tell you. No, you didn't. Did. You failed at right. explaining <laughs> to get to your own house. All right. All right. That did You, you got to give me a chance to I'm respond. Not, I'd rather just, get, uh, even if I'm wrong, I'm going to roll with that, that it's that or near. I don't need the details. I don't need you to correct it. I need you to understand that at least the guy has a point that you basically don't know how to tell somebody to get to your house. Something Listen, in that territory. I, I don't want to hear the technicality say, about they changed the road side I got to say it, though. I got to say right. I told Undermine my point. Go. Yes, thank you. I told him it was the second left. Take it. And he said, what street is it? I said, I, it's in Daba Way. And it just happened when you turn that second left, that's not what the street is called initially. Within 50 yards, that's what it turns into. So I knew I could direct him to it. I just happened to tell him the wrong direction to your house. Sign. You get you gave him inadequate directions to your house, no matter what the excuse is. Yeah, mainly because you never have practiced doing that, though. It's not your fault. I don't know. I never thought about that either. The point is, you've lost. Like, okay, the point here is not that there's something that people need to conform to. The point that is so well put by this that I love is stuff is changing uncontrollably, involuntary. Things that used to matter don't. Things that used that do matter are lost. That is true. There are new things coming. We don't understand them. That is scary. Yeah. Real humans have lost real. I'm going to think about, I'm going to go history instead of future for a little bit here. If, if Just because I think it's really important. Human sense of smell is almost undeveloped at this point. That's not, that used to not be true. If you go back 10,000 years, 5,000 years, 60,000 years of, 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 you know, human development, 
our old factory senses would have been through the roof. You would have been able to smell this, you know. I mean, for instance, in Vietnam, those soldiers could smell the American soldiers, all that. We don't, you can't do shit with your nose. You just can't do shit with it. It's not, <laughs> not important at all. And it's not because you don't have the capacity, oh, dogs have a better sense of smell. No, they use it. You just simply I don't smelled use my shit this your morning. nose for almost anything. <laughs> Survival, important, social, nothing. It's like there's some information you get about with smells, but it is a fraction of a percentage of what you are capable of. It's just not important to us anymore. And, and, because, and because you just made a really... Uh, profound point I want to circle but it's back. Sad. Uh, uh, Something I, is like, lost about are, that. Are, are you saying that in like World War One sort of battles, like American soldiers could literally sniff out Germans? No, I'm not Germans. saying that. No, I'm not saying okay, that. I'm I saying thought, the Vietnamese soldiers could sniff out the American soldiers, for instance. But I'm talking about way back, way more profound difference. I'm just saying that's just a local leftover extreme sense where we have a different diet and they're yeah. More trained. It, it doesn't matter. The point is, go back 50,000 years, and you would have found humans using their sense of smell, tracking, and hunting, and like extremely developed. Like, you know how my ear is d- developed at music? You'd have that with your nose about animals in the n- vicinity. Hum- your, your nose, not some other species. You. you. It's lost. Your navigation skills to know where you are in the world are gone. <laughs> like you know but in a way you know where you are in a deeper sense you know where you are like maybe globally or something like you understand something different but you don't have the right capacity on. to do all these different things yeah now the important thing to remember is of course the future is scary but it's not you're not in control of it so whatever the future is going to be it may be wrong it may be a bad future but it's the one that's coming and that's the one you're going to have to live in so you have yeah. to make your choices and i do not accept that mentality of, well, I'm okay with it passing me by. That is absolutely a much bigger survival danger than you realize. And I say the word survival, and I mean it. I mean it. There's no way that the gap between your uncle now is anything like the gap that that's going to be for you. That is accelerating the times are going to change faster. He'll probably yeah, yeah. skate by and be okay. If you take that attitude, anybody that's 30, 40 taking that attitude, they are fucked. You cannot do that. <laughs> but you, what I'm, but, you, you will not but be able to I'm, interface with the medical care system. You will not be able to get goods and services. If there's any food problems, you won't even be able to navigate the world in 40 years from now if you don't keep up. You cannot what, opt out. But what if you choose to... To to be like M like Shalahams the village. Go ahead. Like what? I've not, nothing to say to those people. Go for it. But you cannot interface <laughs> with society. You can go live in Alaska by yourself. But you can't. Like if you but have it, the skills to do that, you can. But you don't have Shalaham. those skills. Is the point? Shalaham. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> Toby had to call me out. On that. <laughs> you tried to slide it in there, like you knew, you, knew you went the confident route. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm how gonna slide in Shalaham. Him, him like Shalaham. <laughs> that took me back now to my speaking in tongue churches. To <laughs> now I'm second. I guessing. don't know. I've listen. I've never known how to say his name, and every time I try to say, "Hey, you know the Sixth Sense," you, you know, know M. Night Shalom, my man M. Night. <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, but, but don't but Matt, underestimate like, like that what? it could be. De- I mean, survival's on the line. Like the, 
to interface with, and let me take it one, a couple more levels there, because interfacing with society on the terms of what society currently is, is life and death. I mean, especially if you put mental health in the equation, there's no way that the world can go on with profound meaning that you don't get, and you're going to have a balanced, healthy life if you try to live anywhere near it. You're, you, you will feel irrelevant. You will know you're irrelevant. Your mental health will decline. You will not be able to interface with the social world, and at some point, the goods and services that you need. You would not be able to even understand it. And that would be a, you don't, a fate way worse than your grandma who couldn't email. It's going to be way more dramatic of a, yeah. like, the ship takes off. If you're not on right. it, it's over. And there's going to be another ship. I'm going to take this to another dimension. So I'm spanning, like, all of human history from reading <laughs> the freaking uh, Ural, Noah, Harai, Yuval, I can't pronounce his name, like Shyamalan, the guy that wrote Sapiens. Anyway, if you zoom all the way out, you'll see also what I believe personally, this is more conjecture, what I said before there about the next 30, 40 years is almost no way I'm wrong about, I don't believe. I mean, I mean, margin of error, who knows what will happen in society, but as the trend would go now, that's true. In the long run, I think there's a large chance that there will be something like transhuman, post-human society and only a small fraction of people will keep up enough to have the escape velocity to be to, to be part of the new whatever's going to be next that's post-human. Only some people are going to make that trip. Only some. And that's in the couple hundred year time horizon. But I, I that's what's going to – I really think that's what the way it's going to go. There's going to be a so post-human you- civilization. There'll be human plus – and you'll either be in it or you won't. And if you're not, it, it, I mean, humans are going to be standard. Humans are going to become completely irrelevant. So you don't think that there is a different like for some people, there's a a, a different way of looking at fulfillment and just saying, "Look, Matt Carter's right. That's the trajectory." I don't want any part of that. You could be honest. I would, I would, have a I would rather bypass that. I show. would rather have a. I'd rather have a shorter life expectancy. Mm-hmm. I'd rather not do you know vaccines, which I think that's a crazy thing in itself. But it just seems like at some point, some people could could choose. You know what? That that's probably going to get me to uh, a healthier, longer life. But I don't desire that route. So yeah, it but seems I'm just saying, like, you, is is there a different a way of community. living life that's yeah, fulfilling for other people? You can go live in the wilderness people? in Alaska, absolutely. If you know how and have the skills, you can go live by yourself, like that guy that this nature man. He lives in Alaska. He makes his tools out of wood. That's fine. You can hundred percent do that by yourself or with eight hundred other people in your commune or in your Shyamalan camp or in the Amish community. Whatever you create to stay out of society. If you have the ability to create it and survive, feel free. Sure you can. But you will be out of society is what I'm telling you. You will not be part of the human thing or society anymore. But the question is all, for me then, it is, is, it, is it better then? Like, is, it might be. I mean, like, can it, you it, do it? is technology and being within no. society better? It's is, your only choice unless you start learning how to carve spoons. That's what I'm telling no, you. No, I know. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe carving the spoons is the better it thing. Might. Go ahead, but you're not going to. But but my big question you can't is just be is, apathetic to I know. develop. I know, but hear me out. The the idea here is is it better that we have Skype or that we all just live near each other? 
Like if we didn't have Skype and uh, ways to communicate through internet or phone, all that stuff, and we would just say, oh, man, my, my good friends, I'm going to at least live, live near them or something like that. I mean, I, I'm just saying like I mean, I've, always seems thought, to be an irrelevant I've always thought that technology was the better thing, but now I'm starting to think it's not. It might be the addictive, terrible thing. It might be the thing I mean, that is the worst way. disease or sickness. Well, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, if, also agreed with that and tried to stop it by bombing institutions of higher learning. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right, you can try to sabotage way. it and turn technology off, but short of that, no, you, you got can't no stop. You can't stop it. I agree, but it's just I don't know if it's good. Like it, right, it, it might be better now to be a farmer and just raise your own food and that and do that again. Irrelevant of, question because you ain't doing it. And I mean, it's, I'm sure hundreds I'm of not, people out I'm, of the billions. Just because I'm not will. doing it doesn't mean it's not I mean, the better thing. Yeah, yeah so let me just let me just let me just propose this. Let let's say because you guys know I sure as hell can't survive one one day out in the woods by myself. But you'd let's be dead say, within an hour. <laughs> well, okay, I would. Let, let me let me try let, to let make sure pro- that you don't think pro- I'm saying it's purely about like heating and cooling and survival and stuff like that. I I mean the more important part is to be disconnected from society is not something people ever choose. Except for in very extreme cases, period. So that's the more your your life apart from society would be not what you want. Would you be tempted at the very so you know I I could I could name a bunch of people that would be tempting people for me. So I'll try yeah. to throw people throw people Matt's way. Would you be tempted? And let's let's say amongst these people. Um, our our healthcare professionals, uh, unbelievable uh, carpenters and and people that can build stuff, um, uh, horticultural uh, majors, like you just just a surplus of of, of people with all sorts of expertise, mm-hmm. and on top of that, your closest friends. I mean, Seth Studley, right? Josh but this, Head, this is Toby always Morrell, existing. And, and, this is and, not. And a, that's so, not a new idea. That exists yeah, but, now, but, today, of course, and it but, will in the future. You can do that. But but basically, I, I'm just I, I'm just curious. Would Matt Carter be tempted at at 40 years of age? You've lived a a long life of a lot of productivity. You've you've taken technology by storm. You've done podcasting. You've had a successful band, and basically, you're presented with, hey, you know what? Let's just time out. Let's do the next 30 years. Let's go out into the wilderness. Let's let's build a little civilization. Let's grow, you know, grow yeah, crops. I get it, let's figure anything not. out. Uh, uh, that's not, so. That's just not tempting it, at uh, all. That doesn't. Uh, it is tempting, and people have done it tons of times throughout history, and do it today. Almost nobody chooses that. That will continue to be true. That almost nobody would ever do that. That's true today. Toby, does that sound It'll be true to you? in the future. No, you won't. No, you won't. Nobody you know will. You will <laughs> I, not. You cannot. You will be I separate from the medical Matt. care I, system if you do that. And you'll never understand anything that your daughters or kids yeah. ever talk about. And they won't be there. So you will never see or talk to your children again if you don't have technology. Because they're not going on your fucking commune off the grid. <laughs> so you're not doing it. I'm Matt, making no, them go. Matt's saying making an extreme situation and that's not totally true there's plenty of people that won't follow technology we're talking about like and, 200 and, years from now by the way no, so what, well, i'm talking about right now like? how about this idea there are is a massive amount of people that think that vaccines are bad even though the science and technology is telling you all mm-hmm. this stuff and they're operating fully and sending their sk- kids to school and doing not doing all this stuff just by some 
seriously flawed logic and information that they have. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying it, it will be fine. You will have some people, there, there will be boutique ways of living, if you will, that people mm-hmm. will be off the grid certain amounts of the day or their house will be, you know, shuts out all the, I mean, they're already doing that. I don't know if you've seen that. You can shut off all, uh, satellite visual of your house like it just blurs it out like the satellite can't sure. see your house already yeah. and there'll be Preppers, all kinds of little things people, that you, you can do, do to be like that now extreme situation you're right like no us three aren't going to go start a farm together but if we were the right kind of people to do it it definitely seems really appealing a one percent of the population can I, do whatever you're talking sure. about that's fine but, but no but i'm saying if, if there was a cool plot of land if we had a hundred acres and a bunch of our friends came and said this is how what we want to try and live like and do and we, we do want to have cell phones but we don't want to have this thing we, we, we don't want yeah. to uh, order food from uh w- some grocery store or something we want to grow it ourselves yeah I but mean, you can make some rules that it won't be that, that crazy we know how many people choose that we've that's never been different we always had people that live on the fringe that don't want modern society they reject it they make communes that's a very simple number sure. and it's something like 0.001% of the population will do that right but that yes. but you're looking but at it a, as, as the commune that is the hippies and the really the, the people that go really extreme i'm saying there will be a billion steps before you go that extreme that'll sure. seem that'll be so that's all i'm saying agree. no disagreement yeah. about that but the idea of not participating in society and not keeping up with technology is not a choice that anybody you know will make not a choice. You don't have that choice. You won't make that choice. Because Talk to the Amish. In Talk 30 to the Amish or 40 people. years from now, all the medical will be tech, and you will not want to die with no medical care. I, or I the, agree. And you won't want to, like, whatever the medical like care the then the will, be, will make this feel like the 1800s, and you're not going to be fine with what you feel like is 1800s medical care when the others are Of available. course not. So nobody's going to do that. It's just I'm, absolutely yes. not even a reasonable. I mean, somebody, when I say everybody, I mean, percent of people. So that's good enough for me to say nobody, and certainly fucking not you, of course. Uh, But your uncle will probably skate by. He probably can maintain that and be okay. But the farther it goes with the faster tech acceleration, especially medical, no. But if this would blow your mind, the most likely farther enough in the future, even the people that want to live Amish lifestyles will do so digitally, (laughs) Okay. You'll get in a digital world that's limited oh, to sure. where it's safe. You can't die. Right. Uh, you're going to live your whatever your lifespan is going to be. You can interface with people, but in your world, there are no computers. I mean, you can have your own, like, you're not, at, there's no AIs in your world. Like, it's like the Matrix. Like, it's just one you want to live in, and you can choose it. It's like the village of Shyamalan. Yeah, we love that. Except for you can't actually die from sickness. It's there, M-like because you're Shyamalan. plugged into a pod, and you're living your life that way. And then there'll be mixed realities where people are superhuman cyborgs with AI, and they go explore you know, other realms where there's life and death circumstances. And then there's some people that want to live in the unfiltered world that's ungated where everything crazy can happen. And you'll choose your level of, of reality that you can handle. If you want to live on the Amish farm, that's fine. You can. It'll be up to you to determine I, all those I things. wonder in that virtual world, will all your fears go away? Like for if you have a fear of heights, but since you know you can't die, and even if you fall, you would be able to immediately float or do something mm-hmm. like, well, all the all your fears. Because if you're just laying somewhere most of your life, you know, and you're just sustaining your body fine, and your brain is completely engaged, maybe you won't have much fear then. Maybe, you, you know what I mean? Like, it won't be, 
you won't have to worry about you lost all your money and you made a bad business decision or whatever. Like it'll be just a game you're playing the same way as video games. Uh, we got a Nintendo switch and if you lose in Mario Kart or get blown up, you don't, you don't care at all. Mm-hmm. You're, you pick out that you take time to pick out the car that you want with the tires and all this stuff. And then when it gets blown up or you lose, you go, oh, well, well that's true. That's like, why man, you I guess that's, that's what, what your life is. That what your life is going of to course. Be. But the point being that to eliminate technology from your life will simply be a technological advance where you can get there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If but, you can but, get but, but my bigger point stuff, here is then yes. you can use the technology to live yeah. a life that doesn't interface with screens and shit. But that will require sure. technology for you to do but, that. Uh, that whole life might actually lead to no meaning. Well, that's we may be point. there already. Like maybe maybe, maybe sure. my fear of heights gives some meaning Absolutely. to me in context and all that stuff. Well, I'm not and I'm just saying on that, that once again, but if somebody starts realizing, crisis. wait a minute, the farther we keep going with this technology bullshit, the, the less we become and the, that's we're right. nothing and right. life doesn't matter and why are you even playing we this game? We may be going the wrong direction. We need to stay a puritanical religious thing to give our lives meaning. Maybe that's true, but it's not going to happen. We're going to find out what happens when we approach the... Meaning when the crisis is going to be meaninglessness, it is the crisis of the future. We'll see if we can navigate it or not, or who can and who can't. That's what we'll be doing, though, is trying to see if there's meaning still or not, and we can hang on. That will be what will be create. I mean, it's going to be crazy like that. But the practic the practical stuff is the stuff that will bring you in. The tech companies, the health services, the everything that it'll be giving you will be so attractive and it'll be free and it'll even be paying you at some point. You're like, you know how Google's free? You're like, that's cool. Right. Not really. They're mining your data. At some point, Google sure. may pay you $5,000 a month to use it. And then what are you going to say? No. I mean, if they can make more money, I mean, you're a commodity. Right. Like, we're going down some road here and they're going to be giving you free medical care if you just use their, if you're on Facebook one day. Are you going to not use it? Guess you're right. I mean, how does that probably, work? Yeah, probably you, good. What, no, look, listen. Think of Rosa's uh, kids. So this is after you're gone, maybe. Let's say 80 years from now. Rosa. Oh, is he'll 50. definitely be gone. Rosa that. is 50 like, or huh? so. Um, <laughs> no, 80 years from now, Rosa's 50. So say Rosa's yeah. 80. Say for four or five years from now when Rosa. Yeah, four or five years now when Joey's gone. No, Joey's been saying, gone. When, Joey's been gone for a little while. They're recovering. Let's just uh, say when Rosa is a little bit older than you, they have anti-aging treatments. So even people like Rosa, when she's 70, can get her life extended to 180 very easily, let's say. Rosa's kids, however, got genetic programming when they were born, and they're going to live to be 400 if they don't die from an accident. Now, what, what medical care that would keep you alive, keep Rosa alive, would she opt out of to live a normal life when her kids are going to live to be 400 and she could have another 90 years? You don't, that doesn't, nobody does that. That's, it's a, it's going it, to, I'm not saying it's going to be good. That might be wrong. It might screw up our mental health unbelievable. I mean, some people think we'll be anxious beyond imagination. If you're trying to live 400 years, you would never take a risk because how painful it'd be to, like, how much more protective right. would you be of your kid who has a 400-year lifespan, that 300 of which you're going to be around for? How much more protective are you going to be of your damn kids? I mean, yeah, you, yeah but what, with all the technological with, things you can do, it, you will be eating it up unbelievable. <laughs> you will be irresistible. Yeah, but along with, along with that technology, won't you have that Elysium? Yeah, I've seen the movie Elysium where you, you have terminal illness oh, or broken You're talking arm. about Damon? Oh, yeah. hell yeah, Matt Damon. Damon. Getting that little machine and you're just all fixed. I mean, what, if we're talking about prolonging people's lives... Uh, extra 300 years seems like that's not out of the question just to be able to have quick fix for ailments and terminal no, diseases not at and- all like you you can reverse aging so you can take an 80 year old 
look at it this way. There'll be some point where you can take an 80-year-old person and get them back to 50, right? And then mm. they might live to their 400. You can see how that would be possible at least, right? Yes. If that person gets hit by a bus and turned into smithereens, they're dead. Still, just the same. The anti-aging doesn't fix that. If you jump off a building or commit suicide or get shot through the brain with a bullet, you're gone. You're gone forever. And you lost 342 years of life because of a fucking accident. The stakes will be much higher at that point. So that will not be, people will freak out when they're trying to protect that. You know what I mean? Like it'll, it'll, it's, that's not a good, that, that's kind man, of a weird situation. Joey's just trying to talk about his uncle trying to get to his house. Shit. <laughs> well, man, I'm saying he's going to skate by, but the this people younger than him, so, I'm going to say, this is some you can't bullshit. Take that attitude. It's a low, it's a low, <laughs> short sighted, weak. Talking about just trying to make attitude. a left turn and his uncle missed it. That's all we were trying <laughs> hey, to say, man. I, I, <laughs> that's all we were trying to do. I will end it here that you don't even uh, have to get to your house. You can't avoid the technological help later. <laughs> you can't, the Amish people will be fine. You won't. <laughs> your kids I won't. See, I had a uh, in two thousand one. It was my third year of teaching. There, I had a teacher that refused to enter grades into a computer. She she said, "I'm retiring next year. I will not enter my grades into this computer. You take the my grade book and you do whatever you want with it. I ain't putting in the computer. I ain't touching the computer. Isn't that crazy. I was 2001. She's I mean, like you admire that though. Like that's admirable in a way, but it's really just to give yourself identity a boost. Like, I, but it's of course it's never. I mean, who are the people with the VH? I keep in all my VHS. I take pride in that." Okay, you feel so good. Okay, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it's costing you, what's the opportunity cost for that ego boost that you don't use a computer? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, and, the, well, and how the, dangerous could you get? Like, what a dangerous mindset. <laughs> and the op and the opposite. I had a situation where I met with some small group leaders, and Toby knows this seventy uh, year old woman who um, she is just trying so hard to keep up with technology, and so she came by the office. And I showed her how to use Zoom. And I mean, we're, we're talking. Bless her heart. I, I, so it's just as simple as like, ma'am, I'm going to send you a text. You click on that link and it just pops up. You click join. And then there's going to be a little place where the video is crossed out. And you just uncross that video. And we practiced about three or four times in the office. And finally, when that meeting came at 7 o'clock p.m., she was at her house. I was at my house. And she joined that Zoom meeting. She was just great. Grinning oh, that ear is so awesome. Ear. She just was so happy. Yes. I mean, yes. She so was fun. just delighted. I'm as proud of her as I would be meeting. of a six-year-old learning something new. That is amazing to me. That's everything. Yeah. That That is what you celebrate, not how proud you are to not participate with the young kids in their Snapchat. Oh, you're a <laughs> yeah. real big man, aren't you? I mean, get out of here. That old lady's badass. That's the old lady giving three pennies to the collection plate, in my opinion. Huh. I don't Fuck like yeah. Snapchat, though, just because I don't I'm, like it. I don't it. use Snapchat, but that's just a, um, a caricature <laughs> of the, an attitude, so you can let that go. But you see what I mean? The lady in the collection plate giving them three pennies. That's her. Yes, lady. Here you go. You gave it all. You tried. You you were able to be humble enough in front of the thing to t- let somebody show you something and be vulnerable, and you pulled it off, and you joined the Zoom meeting when you're an old lady. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what we have to do. You have to shape. I mean, the society's going where it's going. You got to participate. You got to shape it. You got to give it a nudge the direction you want it to go. That's all there is to do. There's no other way. And that makes you humble. That makes you part of something, very small part of something. 
but that's 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 our best shot probably at meaning it probably is that's the best we got in that in that regard that may be too nihilistic i mean it's easier to just go well world will get crazy i'll go to heaven if you need that that's the slightly more immature way to look at it i would say like that's a, that's still i think that's a good example of what i would say the difference is you need a paradigm that you can graduate from like i we face a meaningless crisis in the future i'm not sure if heaven and god are real i hope so but also and this is going to be complicated and difficult, and this is, this is what it means to be post-Christian or post-human. But you're not stopping it. It's going to happen. So you won't clear eyes. That's all I'm saying. Well, in the meantime, I'm going to ask my uncle just to type the damn address into the yep. address map app that it, just yeah. takes you straight there. Yeah, and if somebody <laughs> cybers us and knocks out our electrical grid in an unbelievable way, we are fucked, and your uncle <laughs> is not. He will be the king of the neighborhood, and we are fucked. <laughs> that's also true. That, I'm not making, that's not silliness either. I mean, if it, if it all He'll goes away, it. the opposite happens, and you know, so I advocate for blue collar skills as much as possible, but please incorporate, the, just do both. I mean, I love building things too. Y'all, you know, y'all listen like, to this. Y'all, y'all listen to this. Y'all, uh, Matt, you had talked about getting me on the uh, Emory podcast to tell a little bit about my story. I'll, I'll give a little detail. Like when I actually was super depressed, dropped out of the band, didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I mean, listen to how I navigated myself. I did not have a cell phone, and so I literally hopped on ninety five. And uh, no, 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 this is basically after I had reached New Hampshire where my brother was vacationing. And then I decided, okay, I got to get to Iowa to talk to Priscilla because I think we're going to, you know, get married or whatever. But I literally stopped at gas stations. I could not afford to buy the map. So I looked on the map as far as where I was at exactly. And then I just looked about 300 miles in advance, wrote down the turns that I was going to have to make and basically took those turns from that map and then did the same process over again next Ugh. gas station. So That's hilarious. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, I is. literally was dependent on gas station maps that I did not buy. I mean, and that was... And you that couldn't screenshot 2000, it? 2001. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't Now you would have gone in there and taken a picture of the map and then at least had that in the car. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's hilarious. Totally. Yeah, that's wild, but that's mm-hmm. just a, you know, that's my... Yep. That's my uh, soapbox, I suppose you could say. That's what I'm. You can you you can look up Google Maps now, and you can even look up M Light Shyamala Toms, his, <laughs> his last name, if you want to see how to say it. How do you say it? M Light Shyamala. M Light Shyamala Tom. Shyamala. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys joined the BC Club. When you were a kid, people thought you were speaking in tongues if you said his name in the South. I'm gonna, Matt, uh, did you, Matt, did you just tell people to join no, the BC Club? Yeah, but you interrupted me, and I'm going to. I, this episode's going to come out Friday in the main feed. I think it's a okay. good one. It'll go there. So it, it, Revo makes an edit here and fix the music that I'm doing live for the club today. But, uh, Guys, you got to if you're listening here, you got to join the BC Club so you can get these daily dose episodes every day. We're doing them every day. I thought today was a fun when we would share it uh, here yep. with you guys on Friday, um, but we're doing them every day. So go to thebcclub.com, join us, get in the community with other forward-thinking people, and uh, we're having a good time. We're telling the truth. We're getting stuff figured out. We're letting it fly. Um, it's a safe place, but it's also a dangerous place, and we're trying to mix and all that stuff and I up. Want to so get a- join it. Now I want to get a pat on the back from you guys. Like I am severely depressed right now, and I grunted. My oh, Joey, we already edited this. this. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, we cut it off right when Matt was done. <laughs> sorry. <laughs>